the sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine, and it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Hello and welcome to The Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together, we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. And I'm so glad you are tuning into this episode right now because, well, tis the season. In this episode, I'm going to talk about three of my absolute must-have herbs to grow in your family medicine garden and why I choose those herbs, of course. So I'm up on Mount Hood. It's mid-March right now, and we're like dancing the days between the really rainy and dreary and sometimes snowy days to the like bright and sunny, oh my gosh, the birds are singing and I feel alive kinds of days. Do you know what I mean? And if you are like me, please let me know. Like those gray, dreary days just drag on for me this late in the winter, early spring season. And it's so funny. Like I'll have a gray day and like my mood is totally gray. Or the next day, it'll be bright and sunny like it is today. You might hear it in my voice, but that sunshine brings me life and happiness and excitement to see all of my plant friends popping up and just knowing that soon I'll be recording these episodes out on my back deck and doing all of my work outside. Like, That stuff really, really excites me. And of course, that means that all of our kiddos are going to be outside playing too, right? Riding bikes, jumping on the trampoline, swimming, all of the fun things, which inevitably bring up all kinds of, uh uh-oh, mom emergency issues. So I figured I would focus this episode on some of my favorite herbs, as I was saying before, for the summertime season and just when you have to take care of kids. So 
let's get into it, shall we? So actually, this first herb I want to talk about is comfrey or symphytum officinale. And one, there's there's so many reasons I love it, right? One, it's super duper easy to grow. Do be careful. It will take over your garden area if you allow it to. It's also really nutritive for the garden. So you can make a comfrey compost tea or you can like use the comfrey leaves in your soil and it will provide a lot of great nourishment for all of your other garden plants. It attracts the good bees and keeps their cute fuzzy bumbling butts, all kinds of happy around them. If you have chickens, they do like to feed on the comfrey. And let me backtrack a little because (laughs) I taught a salve class live and in the flesh this past weekend around my community, which I haven't done in years, like since pre-pandemic. So it was super duper cool. We made a first aid salve and we used comfrey in it. And today, like two hours before I hit record on this podcast, one of the mamas that was in that salve class reached out to me and she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I would need this so soon. But my three and a half year old daughter just broke her leg on the trampoline. What was that plant that you told me helped? with broken bones. Well, that plant is comfrey. Comfrey is absolutely amazing for sprains and strains and those broken bones. But for the broken bones, you do want to make sure the bones are set first by the doctor or you're going to encourage that speeding to ha- that healing to happen so speedily that it could create chronic pain and inflammation on down the road. So be careful with that. But it's absolutely a plant that I use on the regular for people in my community that have like a sprained ankle or any kind of body aches and issues in that way. It's also fantastic for bruising. It's really rich in this cool constituent called allantoin, and allantoin has been um, proven to help with skin cell regeneration. So it's really great for wounds and cuts and scrapes as well. It's also something I use every day. I forgot about it until I was teaching a, a full-on gardening class inside of Apothecary Mama the other week. And I recognized that, oh my gosh, I do use comfrey every day in my own facial oil. So that's pretty cool to think about. Like I'm not touching it in like looking at the plant, but I certainly did when I made the oil. Anyways, um, great for skin cell regeneration. And I'm 44. So I'll use that. (laughs) If you know what I mean? Like, I love getting older. I love being in the 40s. It's great. And I'm not afraid of looking older. But if I can preserve my skin a little bit extra, why the heck not? Right? So Comfrey's amazing for that. So Wounds, cuts, scrapes, first aid issues along those lines, taking care of my mama's skin, broken bones, bruising, sprains, and strains. These are all topical remedies. I will say that comfrey is uh, pretty rich in pyrazidiline alkaloids, and the they are a compound that is toxic to the liver when taken internally. So some people still ingest comfrey, but if you are somebody with liver health issues, I highly recommend that you don't. So comfrey, grow it in your garden. Make sure it doesn't take care, take over everything in your garden or you're going to be bummed. Another plant that, you know, I probably talk a lot 
about because it's so stinking amazing and it's beautiful. It's going to look so nice in your garden. But Echinacea, if she's not like the queen of herbalism, when people think about plant medicine, they see this beautiful purplish cone flower, right? Purple cone flower. That's one of its nicknames. Um, but Echinacea is amazing. Sure, she's super well known for immune health, which she's a great immunomodulator. She's a great immune stimulant. Absolutely love having Echinacea on hand throughout cold and flu season or the first sign of sniffles and sneezes in my little kiddo. We also use Echinacea like as a wound wash or for infections in the mouth because it is antibacterial and can fight off any kind of bacteria infections that may be going on. Um, It's also really nice. It's a lymphatic herb. So if you have stuck and swollen lymph tissue, it will get that stuff moving. And again, it's beautiful. So it's going to happify the soul in that way. And I think we can all use all the soul happifying possible, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. So You can use the echinacea flower and the leaf as good medicine. I will say you got to be kind of patient with the roots. You're looking at like three to four years before you can harvest the roots for medicine. But thankfully, there are amazing local herb farmers and small herb farms and other great herb companies that you can get your echinacea from. And I highly, 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 highly encourage and recommend that you absolutely only buy organically cultivated echinacea because it did get so popular in the 80s and 90s that everyone's like, woohoo, look at this herb. It's going to make me rich. Let's put it all in a pill. And everybody just harvested the crap out of it, even though it was like, it was abundant throughout the United States, particularly like the bread basket on East. And now it's an at-risk plant. And that's really unfortunate. And speaking of at-risk and other kinds of plants, which happens more and more as herbalism gains in popularity and everybody thinks wildcrafting is super cool, but they don't take the time to actually like care about the plants in future generations. There's an organization that I highly encourage you to look up. It's United Plant Savers. It was started by Rosemary Gladstar and some other really amazing people have been keeping it going over the years and they share information on plants that are at risk or endangered or any of these kinds of things. And when that is the case, it is really, really important that you do support that organic agriculture. Because they're tending the land, they're ensuring that these crops are coming back for future generations. So we don't have to say, oh, no, sorry, kid, that plant was amazing for immune health, but everybody's greedy, so we don't have it anymore. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Bit of a soapbox moment there, but a really, really important one and one that needs to be talked about more and more. So if you catch my drift on that one, please catch it and toss it around to all your friends, too. (laughs) So, yeah. Echinacea, great for immune health, for a wound wash. I like for I like it for like mouth and tooth infections, for lymphatic system health, and just because she's gorgeous to grow. 
So another plant that I think is imperative as we head into like everybody get outside and play kind of season and we have children and all that kind of fun stuff is yarrow or Achillea millifolium. And I grow yarrow in my garden. It does grow pretty readily around where I live, but this plant is so freaking smart. It's like this super duper brilliant plant. (laughs) And the reason I say that, you may be like, yeah, the plant's smart, Mel. Okay, I get it. But no, seriously, get this. Yarrow is what's called a styptic. It will stop bleeding. So really great if you're out camping and somebody cuts their thumb open while they're slicing the garlic for dinner or whatever, and they're just bleeding all over the place. Yarrow. I'm sure it's growing around your campsite. If you're lucky, you should look for it when you get there. Um, You can use that yarrow to stop that bleeding and avoid a trip to the ER. Super duper rad. I have avoided numerous trips to the ER thanks to yarrow. Um, Before I get on to the other part of why it's so amazing and smart, I mean, this is smart too, but it's also an antimicrobial herb. So it's going to fight off bacterial or fungal uh, pathogens that might be trying to get into the body and infect that cut or that wound spot. So not only are you stopping the bleeding, you are also preventing infection. Super duper neato. And yes, if like it's ephemeral artery gushing all over the place, use the yarrow and get to the friggin' hospital as quickly as you can. You know, there there is a, a point where, yes, it's it's totally cool to go to the hospital. So be smart about that. And now um, back to why yarrow is so stinking smart, because as I just said, it will stop the bleeding. It will prevent infection. And if you are a woman who is experiencing stuck menses, you know you're not in menopause, you know you are um, not pregnant, and you are not bleeding on your regular cycle, and maybe you feel congestion and stagnation in the pelvic region, um, yarrow can be epic to actually encourage the flow of blood. So that's where I say it's so darn smart. It is smart enough to know that, hey, I need to stop this bleeding from happening right now to all the way on the other side of the spectrum. Oh, my gosh, this woman needs to bleed. Let's make it happen. Like, hello, tell me plants aren't intelligent. They're brilliant. They are so, so smart and so amazing and mind blowing, quite frankly. They're they're just beautiful. So yara is definitely a plant to have in your garden. It grows super duper easily. It also happifies the bees, as does the echinacea. So let's keep those bees happy all over the place, right? Um, You can also use the yara flowers during times of cold and flu. It is a diaphoretic herb, so it's going to help the body to release a bit of heat through um, encouraging your body to sweat or... um, Yeah, perspire. That is how we release heat. So yarrow is a really, really wonderful friend to have on hand to support the body during the fever process. And it's beautiful, too. So it's pretty amazing. Like, gosh, I could gush and gush on and on about these plants forever. If you didn't gather that, maybe that's why I have a podcast about herbs. (laughs) 
Um, we actually just did a, a whole like deep dive workshop inside of Apothecary Mama two weeks back. We did it on like the top 10 medicinal herbs to grow inside of your family herb garden. We recently did one on seasonal allergies and how you can like get rid of having seasonal allergies every year. We do so many amazing classes inside of Apothecary Mama. Like sometimes I, gosh, maybe, maybe this sounds weird, but sometimes I look at like all the content in there and I'm like, holy cow, I put that together. (laughs) Oh my gosh. If somebody would have only given me that when I started on my herbal learning journey, it would have been amazing. Anyways, it's super fun in there. I love it. I, I really love it. And, um, all that being said, I hope that you choose to grow these three herbs in your garden or support somebody who does grow them organically because that is really important. Um, and if you do any of those, please reach out to me and let me know that you heard the show or that you liked the show or that you're super excited to grow these plants because you didn't know they did something. I would love to hear that because that means all this time talking into a computer in a room by myself means that you actually care and you're learning and it's so worth it. So please hit me up, email me shoot me a DM, do whatever you got to do. I just love to hear from you. So thank you so much again for taking this time out of your day to listen to another episode of The Herbalist Path. If it is helpful for you, I would be so grateful if you would share it with your friends or um, leave me a review, pretty please. Hopefully a good review. You know, I like those ones better. They make me happy. And they also help other people hear this kind of stuff. And that's how we make herbalism spread like wildflowers, which is the whole mission. Thank you so much and happy, oh my gosh, we're so close to spring. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Herbalist Path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends so that together we can make herbalism hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home again. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. (laughs) 
Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already. And with great reason, because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways, when they're well-made. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective. And that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness. And this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids because they're mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now. 